0: hi i'm rachel and i'm anna and this is the creators chaos a podcast for creators by creators
1: through engaging thought-provoking conversations we empower you to embrace your unique self
0: in the social media scene in today's episode, we're hosting a roundtable discussing creative versus casual photography where we're joined by two fellow Denver creators, Stephanie at Lens and Luggage who specializes in creative, curated, commercial photography, and Ashley at Blog underscore who shines with a more casual approach to content. But first, let's get into our icebreaker of the day. Today we are joined by two very special guests. First, we're gonna start with a fun icebreaker question today, which is, if you were a summer fruit, which fruit would you be and why? Ashley, do you wanna go first? Sure, I can go
2: first. So this question makes me laugh, (laughs) for one, but I think I would be a strawberry. I feel like strawberries taste really great on their own, but also taste really great with chocolate or in a salad or in a fruit salad. So I feel like I can hold my own, but I am almost better in a group setting if that makes sense so yeah strawberry vibes
0: i love
3: that all right stephanie give it to us okay well ashley stole my answer but (laughs) (laughs) not come up with as good as an explanation as she did but my runner up would probably be a honeydew melon because i feel like it's a misunderstood Mm -hmm. fruit it always gets the flack in fruit salads but you know it's a good good fruit
1: well since mine also got (laughs) I'm going to pick a watermelon because it's really like a fresh and exciting thing during the summer. You know, we go through kind of waves of different emotions, but I feel like we always break out with our watermelons in the summer.
0: I decided I was a grapefruit because I am unexpected, unique, and do really well with a dash of sugar on top. Alrighty, well, let's get into it and start with our questions.
1: I want to start out with asking you both, what is your background as a creator? Stephanie, you can kick us off.
3: Sure. So I have been a creator since good old like 2010, 11's start of Instagram, you know, doing those outfit photos with your face cut out. I used to manage a Charlotte Roost. So I started off doing a lot of clothing and fashion, eventually transitioned into travel, which is more what I do now. And I am also a full time commercial photographer, which I can get into. But I also have a page doing that.
0: Awesome. All right. And Ashley?
2: I started my creator journey in 2019 as a creative outlet. I was just wrapping up my master's degree in clinical psych and was really missing creativity and fun after all of that school. So I started sharing my outfit pictures on Instagram and have been pretty consistent with that since then. And the next question
1: is, what kind of content do you take? We'll go back to Stephanie. So my content is
3: definitely very planned out. I have not been able to get into the candid, casual headspace, but that's just the kind of content that I enjoy creating. So I would say both on my personal blog and in my professional life, I am definitely a very curated, well-planned out kind of photographer-creator.
2: And Ashley? I don't think I've ever planned my feed once in my life, (laughs) (laughs) and it's actually really obvious if you go and look at my feed. It's a little all over the place, and I call myself a fashion blogger, but I don't know if I would put myself in that box because I love sharing fitness and food and things to do around Denver and things to do around other places as well. And it's very on the fly. I shoot all of my content with an iPhone. Most of the time it's with a tripod or a friend that's with me or I'll take a little selfie moment. And I have never used a real fancy camera. I don't know what I would do with one if one was in my hand. So I feel like I'm the opposite of Stephanie in that I don't really play anything and I just kind of wing it but it's also really fun to have that freedom in that way.
0: I think that's why we were both like these are the perfect people to do this episode with because we all have such a different unique view on photography and content itself so I'm so excited to have you both here and talking about this really popular topic that's come up a lot in the social media space which is the casual versus more curated creative photography. So moving along,
3: what style of content do you prefer to consume? I definitely create and consume more curated content unless I'm on TikTok or something. I love casual stuff over there. But as far as photography, I really like viewing other people's work that is very well thought out and curated because I think it inspires me as a creative. It helps me push myself and push my skills. So if you look at my explore page on Instagram, it's all these beautifully curated food photos or travel photos. And that's the kind of stuff I like to consume.
2: I like a healthy mix of both I think it's because I really appreciate all the hard work that goes into the curated content and it's always so stunning and beautiful but then I also like the realness of a casual photo dump on Instagram or like Stephanie said the TikToks that are just someone sharing a funny story or something like that it's definitely a mix and that's reflected in both in my TikTok for you page as well as my Instagram for you page you
0: can really see that I'm taking it all in on social media I'm doing it all. I have a question for Anna. Okay. Is that the same for you? Do you also like to consume creative or more professional photography? So mine is split like more like Stephanie where Instagram
1: is definitely more curated for the most part. I think I'm mostly looking at like really stunning like travel photography. But then over on TikTok, it's the complete opposite. (laughs) Everyone's showing up just as themselves. And so it's like really different for the platform.
0: I feel like my page primarily looks like creative curated content, but TikTok, you can't always control what you're given. (laughs) So it's a lot of mishmash together.
1: I just recently learned you can reset your TikTok for you page, but apparently it makes it whack. You'll just get like the most random things. So let's
0: do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's you're try wanting something different, I guess.
1: <laughs> you're bored. <laughs> So our next question, I'm really interested to see what the difference is in brands that you both work with, since you are doing different types of content. I'm curious how that affects brand partnerships and what brands are reaching out to you, who you partner with mostly.
3: Personally, I mostly work in the, I would say, food and hospitality sector. So most of my clients and or brands that I'm working with are hotels, Airbnbs, resorts, mom and pop restaurants, cocktail bars, that kind of thing. I also do some product photography. So I have done some work with skincare and things like that too, but most of it is in like the food and hospitality space.
2: For me, it's a lot of beauty, makeup, hair, skincare products, as well as clothing. And most of the time, the brands that are reaching out to me specifically ask for it to feel very natural when it's incorporated into my content. So I think they're taking a look at my feed and my posts and seeing that I am a very casual person when it comes to that and are kind of wanting me to use that in the best way that I can to promote their products as well to make it a more natural experience rather
0: than it feeling like an ad. I have a follow-up question to that. Do you primarily take UGC content that you don't have to post or is it primarily partnerships that you are required to do deliverables posting to your personal pages? I do some
3: UGC work. I think brands that reach out to me for UGC want kind of a hybrid. They don't want necessarily like an iPhone photo or an iPhone video. They kind of want like a hybrid they don't want it to seem like they paid a professional photographer to do something but they do want the higher quality assets like maybe they're putting it on a billboard or a bus stop or something so I do do it sometimes but it's definitely more in that like in between I have not yet mastered the like super casual UGC video style which I think is such a skill on its own I still mostly do UGC photos when I do do it.
2: I do a ton of UGC content, and I think it works so well for who I am as a person, but also my social media feeds. I'm not constantly having to push out ads and paid partnerships on everything, but I'm still making a substantial income doing what I like to do. When it comes to ads that I do post on my own feed, I enjoy the fact that I have that creative freedom and can still be my true self while also promoting a product and getting paid. But the UGC is even better because I don't have to post it as a paid partnership on my page.
1: I think it's a really interesting perspective of just having like we all create different content, which also does affect our brand partnerships. I think a lot of times we can get down on what brands are reaching out to us or saying no to us. But it could be that they want something super casual that I'm not comfortable (laughs) at creating. And so I think it's good to know that everyone's creating something different. And that could be a reason why your brand partnerships look
0: different. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have one more follow-up question to that. Do you primarily have brands reach out to you? Do you primarily pitch? Is it a combination? Are you using platforms? What is the way that you connect with brands most
3: often? I'm kind of looking at it from two perspectives. When I'm working with brands on my travel page, I'm usually reaching out because I actually started over on my Instagram a little over a year and a half ago. So it's been kind of like a fresh start. It's been great. I do not regret doing that at all, but obviously it's a little bit of a slower start to get brands to reach out to me. So I usually do pitch them if maybe I'm traveling somewhere and want to partner with like a hotel or a restaurant or a travel brand. On my photography side, it's kind of a mix of both. I do do a lot of pitching and outreach since I'm still kind of new to the area, um, but I also get a lot of clients that are referred to me or find me, you know, via Google or Instagram.
2: I would say I have gotten really lucky in the fact that brands will reach out to me more frequently than me having to reach out to them. I've had a couple of TikToks perform very well, which has helped a lot in brands finding my account and then reaching out for UGC or paid partnerships. I know that's not always going to happen and I feel very lucky that that has happened for me, but before I had those viral videos, I was doing a lot of reaching out via Instagram DMs just to give them an opportunity to see my page there. And then I also use a couple of different platforms to find some UGC gigs as well. Some that I really have had success with are Coley, as well as Find Your Influence is another one. But I found that if you're able to work with a brand directly, you're going to get a better pay rate because you're not having to lose any money to the platforms that you might be using. But it is a good way to start out if you're looking for UGC or paid
0: partnerships. And we'll be sure to leave the links for those two websites that Ashley just mentioned in our description. Moving on from brand partnerships. (laughs) But I know it's a huge topic. We kind of started touching on a little bit with the video aspect of
1: TikTok, but have you started incorporating video into your content style since video has
3: really taken over on both Instagram and TikTok? I think I definitely have leaned more into making videos for TikTok, obviously, but I'm kind of an anomaly. My videos do not do as well as my photos on my Instagram. So I, actually... I totally agree, Stephanie. <laughs> I've stopped spending time doing that. But it's honestly been kind of a relief because I felt this stress to create candid videos and things like that weren't matching my content style so much. Like on Instagram, if I do a video, I try to keep it more like a travel guide or a restaurant and doing way more casual stuff on TikTok. And it's honestly been like a huge breath of fresh air of like, okay, I don't have to make these super. Curated videos, so it's actually been really nice, and they're doing pretty well on TikTok. But yeah, I actually just have been barreling through doing mostly photos, even when there was a huge spike in Reels. And I think it's kind of see selling back to being more maybe level, maybe not 100% photos doing better than videos, but for me at least, it's kind of 50 50 as far as them performing kind of the same.
2: Yes, I have incorporated a lot more video content ever since reels really took over Instagram. And then of course, TikTok, especially with doing the more casual style, it makes it a lot easier to really pump out a lot of videos in one day on TikTok, I don't feel like I have to spend hours editing them, I can post them just as is or do a few little tweaks here and there and not have to spend hours creating the perfect video over there. And then I've also noticed that my longer videos, like anything I'm minute or more performs really well on TikTok. Whereas on Instagram, it's the complete opposite, like the shorter the video, the better it performs. But I'm also with you all on the fact that my photos have been performing better lately over on Instagram. And I wonder if there's a little shift in the algorithm going on, which I'm totally here for because I love back when reels did not exist, (laughs) to be honest, but it has been really fun to kind of flex my creative muscles in that way and create more video content
0: follow up question. This is probably a toughie. But if you had to pick
3: TikTok or Instagram, what would you pick to live your social media life on? Oh my gosh, that is a hard one. I will say kind of bad, but I definitely spend more time on TikTok, even though I create more for Instagram. So I think it's just a little less like I'm not comparing myself as much. Whereas on Instagram, even though I'm seeing the inspiration, sometimes I kind of get in a headspace of why don't why is my stuff like this? Why is my stuff going viral like this? But on TikTok, it's kind of an escape. Plus, I love the kind of obscure things that come up on TikTok, like the whole sub talk that I'm sure everyone was on. You don't see that over on Instagram Reels. So it's fun to be more in the know. I think I would have to pick TikTok and I would just sacrifice, you know, Instagram if I had to.
2: I honestly feel like that was an easy question for me, and it's TikTok 100%. I, especially now that you can post photos on TikTok too. So you can do it all on TikTok. Plus, it's easier to go viral there. People are actually seeing your content. I've really had some struggles on Instagram with my content not being seen to all of my followers, which has been super frustrating. And it's one of those things where I don't really know how to fix it. But over on TikTok, it's very carefree. You can kind of just do as you please, there's not a lot of pressure, like Stephanie said don't have to compare yourself to other people. Everyone's just kind of vibing over there. And I really love that. So I vote TikTok all the way.
0: Okay, Anna, your turn. am I gonna be alone in my answer.
2: (laughs) No, we're not because I'm actually
1: really surprised that both of you chose TikTok. This may just tell a lot about Rachel and I because we are both Instagram (laughs) stands. We'll be there till the very end. We will be the one the boat's going down. We're still on Instagram. (laughs) We're just going down with it at this point. I find it so hard to connect with people on TikTok, even though it's so much more real. The messaging and like the comment section just doesn't feel as easy to connect with others on that app.
0: I do agree with you. I just really prefer how Instagram posts pictures. I'm still getting down with the TikTok picture thing. I'm still getting down with TikTok, like let's be honest. And then I also really appreciate the community aspect. Next question, have you been using the new AI or any new AI avenues to help your content or your captions or anything like that? And what are your thoughts on this new wave of AI for creators?
3: So I'm actually like a huge proponent of AI, it has made my life a lot easier, I actually use AI to write most of my captions, emails, blog posts, kind of a fun tip to make it a little easier, because I know some people don't like that a robot is just writing something it doesn't feel authentic, I just jumble up all my thoughts of whatever I'm going to send, I put it into something like chat and I say, hey, make this more assertive, make this more friendly, make this more educational, and it kind of rewrites it for me kind of like I hired a copy editor to fix it. So that's kind of how I like to use it, because I still feel like I had a say in what it did for me. I also use it to get ideas for things, write pitch emails. I've really been loving it. I think people that are scared of it kind of need to just embrace it because I don't think it's going away anytime soon.
2: I don't have any great insights on this. I have played around a little bit with chat GPT and have like used it just to see what it's like. I haven't actually dove into using it for any of my content or caption writing or anything like that. And I honestly think that rolls back to me just doing everything on a whim. And it makes sense that I haven't pre-planned in my caption but i think it could be a very useful
0: tool have you Stephanie used AI in your photography? Or how do you feel about this new AI Photoshop Avenue?
3: I think kind of the misconception right now that hopefully people are reading but probably don't know is that the new AI Photoshop is actually not authorized to be used for any paid work at all. So we can't use it for brands like commercial work. It's literally number three on the terms of services. I think right now it's kind of just a fun tool to use. I have played around with it in my personal things like removing a stop sign or a bag of trash. It is still really difficult to use. I had a client yesterday but you can just Fix fixed that in AI, right? And I had to A, explain the commercial thing, but then also explain that it's still not that simple. I think using the AI is going to be a skill. I do get a little nervous for how this might affect the travel industry. Like I'm sure you guys all know, there's always been Photoshop concerns of people putting hot air balloons in the sky that weren't there and things like that. I think sometimes that can be a creative license. I've definitely had a situation where I had a stranger take a shot and they totally missed something in the backgrounds, so like merge two photos together to make it look how I envisioned it. But I am a little nervous to see how travel photography is especially will change just because I think it'll be harder to tell what's real versus just totally edited.
0: Our next question, which is our last question, we want to know
1: what tips you have for creators who are wanting to lean into your content style. Like for example, we have no idea how to take a casual photo. I don't know how to do that. But there's other people out here who also don't know how to curate an image. So what tips do you have for those creators?
3: Yeah, I think I'll give more tips to creators who wanna move more into the commercial space that I'm in because I think people have beat a dead horse about travel photography, so I'm not gonna get into that. But I think something that's really important to think about is always thinking of the eyes of what the brand wants and not necessarily what I want. So sometimes images I take, I'm like this is the best image I've ever taken, that's not really what they want, especially getting okay taking like boring photos of you know hotel rooms or things like that. But I think just really leaning into like trial and error. I mean, I am completely self-taught I fell into doing commercial photography with a restaurant that I worked at in Arizona and I just completely made it up as I went along. But I think also something I like to tell people is like, you do not need to invest in, I see a lot of people buying you know $5,000 cameras and all these lenses and all these lights and they get completely overwhelmed. And I'm always like, just start small, master one thing, master natural light, master manual mode, master Lightroom and kind of slowly add on to that. Like I'm actually learning how to use a gimbal to do videography. So I'm you know kind of slowly adding into my arsenal versus jumping head in I think that's helped me not get burnt out trying to make like a huge shift in what i was doing Some tips
2: that I have for casual content creation is to always be ready to snap a photo with your phone whenever the moment feels right. You don't have to think too deep into it. If you see something that is aesthetically pleasing at a restaurant, take a picture of it. If your outfit is cute, take an outfit selfie. Like it doesn't have to be something that you've thought about, just kind of do it in the moment. And that kind of adds to the casualness of it. I do also plan on taking outfit pictures and we'll think of a location, but I'm not necessarily thinking where in this exact location am I gonna take this photo? What poses am I gonna do? That isn't really factoring into any sort of content day that I have. I'll bring my tripod, set my phone up and just start snapping photos and moving around a lot. And then chances are you'll get at least one good photo. And that's kind of how I approach my content creation in that way. Other tips I have in terms of equipment, definitely invest in a good tripod because it's something that you're going to be carrying around with you always and you want to make sure it's not going to break on you or not work when you need it to and things like that and then also keep up with the storage space on your phone if that's what you're using to take photos with. (laughs) If you're planning on going out to take pictures make sure you clean up your storage so that you don't run out especially with video content that can take up a lot of storage so something to think about and then I also invested in a really nice ring light as well which makes it a lot easier to create content at home if you don't have a lot of natural light in your space. If you have a good ring light, you can kind of fake some sunshine, which has been really helpful. So those are some of my quick tips when it comes to casual content creation.
0: And I lied. I have one more question. I'm so sorry, because I'm full of them. I think one thing I really want our listeners to dive into is why you prefer
3: the type of content you take. Yeah, so the reason I definitely prefer to create and consume more curated content is I think it really leans into photography and videography as an art form, like seeing all the stuff that goes behind the scenes into taking a photo of a cocktail, for example. And I think it's really rewarding to see the final image. And as a photographer, seeing Other people's images, I can really appreciate the behind the scenes work, the editing, how long it took to map it out, plan it, art, direct it and all that. So I think that it helps keep the art of photography alive as we're moving into a more casual space and kind of not letting it fade away.
2: I think I prefer more casual content creation over curated content creation because of the type of person I am. I'm not a very good planner. I am often unorganized. And so being more casual when it comes to content creation really fits in to my lifestyle. Also, I feel like it's very relatable and personable if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see, oh, she's at the gym. How fun. So am I. Like it can be very relatable in that way. And so I think that's why I lean more towards the casual side of creating content.
1: I love that. And I think it definitely gives everyone out there, you know, finding what you want to do things like if you're a planner, or not a planner can totally have a big impact on what kind of content you might be creating. So I love to hear that. And we do want to thank you so much for both being here. If you could give us where we can find you at so that way we can link that all in the podcast description, that'd be lovely.
3: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as Lens and Luggage, Lens like a camera lens. I have my photography accounts linked to those as well.
2: And you can find me on
0: Instagram and TikTok at Ashley Marie Blog. Fantastic. Like Anna said, we are so thankful you guys are actually our first guests. And this is our first interview on the creators chaos. So we can't thank you both enough for being here and sharing your time. And we'll be sure to tell our followers where they can find you and look at your photography styles and get inspiration from both of you because I know Anna and I are both inspired by both of you. We just wanna take one more opportunity to thank Stephanie and Ashley for being here today and talking all things casual and creative photography. You can find Ashley at AshleyMarieBlog underscore. And you can find Stephanie at lens and luggage lens like a camera lens both of their instagrams will be linked in the podcast description so be sure to check out their page especially if you're inspired by either one of their creativity and content types if this episode resonated with you we invite you to leave a review rate follow and share with your creative bestie Make sure to connect with us on our platforms at The Creators Chaos and our personal accounts at Anna Page Morgan and at The underscore R Brooks. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community.